Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio. My name is Bart Winkler. David Shepard is here. I'm just, uh, the stuff I said about Jerry Krause's wife and the fans that booed her and how she, I mean, it's really, it's really, it's really sad. I mean, I'm sad. I've been having fun. This is a great time. Get to talk sports. I'm just, I keep, I keep seeing this, this elderly woman cry because people are booing her dead husband. And so I'm going to tweet about it and um, see what the responses are going to be. 855-212-4227. We are going to really dive into the playoffs. But first, let's talk some coaches. Carrie's in Mississippi. What's going on? Hey, man. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. Uh, first of all, you know, just the coaches, Coach Carroll, Coach Saban leaving, that's those guys are generational, and then Coach Belichick will probably be coaching again. We're all sure, but I love the history of the sport, love history in general, and it's just I love it when these things kind of tie together and tell a story, and you go back to when Coach Bryant retired at Alabama, at the time regarded as the greatest college coach that ever was. He retires, and Ray Perkins left the Giants to replace him, and that's when Parcells took over the Giants and made Belichick his defensive coordinator. Then Belichick takes over at Cleveland and makes Saban his defensive coordinator. And then Coach Carroll replaces Coach Parcells at New England, and Belichick replaced Coach Carroll. And then when Coach Carroll left USC, that's when Coach Saban kind of took over at Alabama, and that's when that dynasty started. And now they're all kind of back there together at the same time, and it's coming to an end. And now Coach Saban is pretty much regarded as the best college coach that ever was in place of Coach Bryant. Just I love it when history comes together and tells a story like that. Yeah, and it's been uh, an incredible, great point. Uh, thanks for the call. It's been an incredible week to see all this kind of happen. That's the other point that I wanted to address uh, with Shep. So we talked about the Jerry Krause thing. We talked about the um, Midwest people. Are I thought I thought we were borderline nice. Chicago proved me wrong. At least Bulls fans in attendance. Um, you're like sad you didn't get a good buy with these coaches. 
Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're not just talking about all-time great coaches. We're talking about the all-time great coaches. And so you wanted like a victory lap or something? You yeah, like a like a goodbye yeah, tour? Yeah, because you know, I I feel like I think I speak for most people when I say we watch sports to see greatness. Now, some people have different reasons, right? Uh, loyalty. Um, you know, a friend watches sports, a family member watches sports, but but I think for most of us, we love watching greatness. And you cannot be more greatness personified than Nick Saban in college football. He has absolutely not just resurrected Alabama to the top of the sport, but put him in a place where they might have even been greater than they were with Bear Bryant, and we thought that was impossible before Saban got there. So to see a master tactician, to see how he, you know, implements defenses, to see how ferocious and intense he can get on the sideline. Like, I would have paid attention even more, Bart. Can I, look, did I catch the Iron Bowl? Of course. Did I watch the semifinal? Of course. But did I catch every Alabama game? No, I didn't. If I knew this was going to be Saban's last year, I would have. And in and, and that sense... That's where I kind of feel like let down. Now, I didn't catch every Seattle game this year. If I knew that this was Carol Swansong, song, and by the way, I don't like that he got shoved out the door. I think if a guy is able to go above 500, with G- and no disrespect to Geno Smith, and I know they got Lockett, and I know they got Metcalf, and they got some weapons on that team, I understand that. But Pete Carroll did a good job this year. If you know you want to move on from Carroll, you got to do it if it's a historically awful year, like we saw with Belichick or you let him walk out on his terms. And that I'm really disappointed in, too. And so I would have liked to have seen the finale of Pete Carroll, one of the most dynamic, you know, positive, upbeat coaches we've had in our lifetime. So, yeah, I would have liked the last dance, Bart. (laughs) I just, I I don't know. Is there anything that Belichick or Saban or Carroll could do that you haven't seen them do before? Like, we've seen them do it all. And I don't, don't, I'm like, I'm not clamoring for any more Nick Saban in my life, well, which we're probably going to get on College Game Day. That's that's, that's almost the most fair, like fair enough easy prediction ever. Fair enough, but look, I mean, I'm trying to think like a guy like your, your neck of the woods. Now this is before both of our time, but you know, if I'm a, if I'm a Brewers fan, do I am I going to say I don't want to? You know, after 500, you know, do I want to keep seeing Harlem? You know, Harmon Killebrew hit home runs. Yeah, I do. Right? Like greatness is greatness. I want to I want to see it, and I want to savor it for as long as possible. Would I have wanted to see Tom Brady play until, you know, 50, which he originally said? Yes, I would have. Um, and and you, you, you get my point. Like, do I want to see LeBron go past year 21? Of course. Do I want to see Novak Djokovic go past age 36? Absolutely. You know, do I want to see Sidney Crosby play well past 36? Yes. I want to see these all-time greats continue to do it. It's not a matter of whether I'm going to see something new or not. It's why we continue to go to the movies and see Denzel and see, you know, Liam Neeson and Meryl Streep. You get the point. I want to see it for as long as humanly possible. And if I know it's their last, I'm going to appreciate it on a level that much more. I'm not going to miss it. And I missed some of their games because I didn't realize it was going to be their last season. Hey, Ferris Bueller said you got to stop and look at life or it's moving too fast or something like that. Well, I don't know. I let, me exactly something. let me tell you something. Matthew Broderick <laughs> peaked with Ferris Bueller. Probably should have given himself better advice past 1985 because he stopped being a movie star after that movie was made. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. That was, that was a, I mean, what else, what else afterwards? Well, I mean, there's, I mean, like, I don't. Cable guy? Well, for example, <laughs> that's a good movie. For example, Julie Andrews did Mary Poppins, right? 
But she picked really well afterwards and did probably an even better movie in The Sound of Music right after. She also did uh, Princess Princess uh, Diaries, right, with, with Anne Hathaway. So, like, she chose well. Matthew Broderick just says yes to everything. Mm. And remember, when you think of Cable Guy, you don't think of Matthew Broderick. You always think of Jim Carrey. I really don't think of it at all. I think that that movie at the time was ve- at the time it was very disappointing. It's got some cult classic to it now, but it was I was I hated it. Does it? Does it though? I got to rewatch it. Does it have cult classic? I feel like people say that because they feel bad that Jim Carrey is out of the industry right now. Well, you said it was a great movie. Well, I think it was a great movie, but it but it was very much disappointing. I don't think it's a cult classic. I don't think like I don't think people realize five ten years later. Oh my God, this is actually a great movie. I just think we feel bad because a lot of people buried Jim Carrey when he was in his prime, and now that he's out of the game, we want him back. Um, one quick thing I wanted to bring back around to the Jerry Krause. They should have. What if they showed her first? Oh, you blame both PR, huh? That's that's where you go with that. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> What? Because they showed Jerry Krause. So I, if if I okay, now here's what I'm doing. I'm because I was very upset about Bulls fans. But now if I'm a Bulls fan and I see a picture of Jerry Krause because I know he's passed away, and I see a picture, I go ah boo. And then and then they show his wife. I'm like, Bleh. but if they show his wife first, then maybe I don't boo. Or Maybe don't boo at all since you're honoring, like, one of the six teams that won a title. Maybe that wasn't the night that you needed to boo. There's plenty of Chicago Bulls games you could go to over the last 10 years where if you want to boo, you can get your boos out. Maybe maybe don't boo when you're celebrating one of the some of the good times. So, yeah, uh, just a really interesting night. And that will, that will get a lot of run this weekend. That will get a lot of play, even with everything happening. Uh, that's going to be a moment that we kind of uh, see spread like wildfire over the social media over the next couple days, TV as well. As far as Pete Carroll, you mentioned that. There was a report today on ESPN where Carroll did uh, an interview on his weekly radio show, and he basically said he tried to make his case to ownership. He tried to fight hard for his job. But the challenge was that the people he was trying to fight for his job with were not football people. So that was a shocking move, and it got buried with Saban, and then it got buried with um, Bill Belichick this week. And we have to think that Pete Carroll will coach somewhere else. Um, I don't think he's going to want to take a year off. You know, sometimes these guys are in a place a long time. They take a year off. This could be an Andy Reid situation. Philly got rid of him. He went right to Kansas City. There are a lot of jobs open still that maybe he could find himself in. The coaching market is actually moving for as much as we have guys leaving. There's still a lot of things that I thought we'd hear by now. I thought we'd know about Jim Harbaugh. Um, Maybe he's doing a little bit of a victory lap. He was at, I think, uh, Children's Hospital either today or yesterday, so... You know, if you win the national title and you've achieved your dreams, and this is a great thing for Michigan, maybe your future plans can be put on hold for a week. I thought the timing was good for him because a lot of these coaches are fired and you all of a sudden are done with your college season. You can just pluck right into a new job. But the thing with him is if a team wants you, you can make them you can make them wait a week. You can make them wait a week. 
we got the New England resolution a lot quicker than I had thought, but that was the plan for the last year at least. I thought we'd get some more resolution on the Raiders by now, at least a decision if they're going to bring back Antonio Pierce or not. It seems like they will. The interim head coach who has gotten uh, rave reviews from Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, so his star players are stepping up and saying, we want this guy around. So I thought we might see a little more traction. And could there be an open job? And I think ultimately what's going to happen with Pete Carroll, if I had to predict where he lands, I'm going to predict. So where does Belichick land? A lot of people think the Chargers. Because Belichick, I don't think he's done coaching either. He could go to Atlanta. Uh, Belichick's going to want to go to a place where he thinks he can win and win quickly. Does he want to go to the AFC West? Uh, You've got the Chiefs there, Broncos, Raiders. Does he want to go to the NFC South like Tom Brady did? The NFC South uh, still, I think, is just kind of, you know, floating in the breeze, not really with a great direction, not really with a, a leader for next year even. Does he want to go there? Pete Carroll and the Titans seems like it might be a fit. So the Titans, we're we're on the same page here. Um, not only does he want to coach again, which is evident. I mean, you heard that in the interview. Um, but he he deserves he should be coaching again. Like I I I think that, and I think that's the thing that I'm 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 frustrated with is that Pete Carroll. You know, look, he's not Andy Reid, he's not Bill Belichick, but he's right there in terms of being the top coaches of the NFL. And in the last 14 years, for him to have just one season where he was 500 or below, remember something, Mike Tomlin, the famous stat is 17 years, never had a losing season. But multiple seasons of those have been 500. Pete Carroll has had less 500 seasons than Mike Tomlin the last 14 years. And the only time he had a losing season was 7-10 and 10, when Russell Wilson looked like he wanted out of Seattle in the worst way possible. And so for him to not be coaching next year would be an absolute crime. And the guy connects with players as well as anyone we have seen in this generation of coaches. And it's amazing considering the fact that he is also the oldest coach at that. Well, and that's what the decision is for some of these teams is you can get, like, let's say Ben Johnson, this uh, offensive coordinator with the Lions. If you're a team like the Titans, do you want to give all your tools right away to a guy in his first job? Or do you want to give... You, you want to give the keys to a guy who's done it before and is really going to have a chip on his shoulder and doesn't need a learning curve. So that this this, this coaching like cycle, this coaching market, you can you got a little bit of everything. You got coordinators that are up and coming. You've got coordinators like Eric Bieniemy who are dying for a job. Like if Eric Bieniemy, if nobody wants the Carolina job, Eric Bieniemy is not turning that down. A head coach finally, yeah. I bolted Kansas City to go play in Washington for a year just to get somewhere else, to get something else on my resume. Then you've got some of the greatest to ever do it in Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. And this is a this is a league right now where the uh, three longest tenured coaches are Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, and Andy Reid. Every other coach has been hired since 2017. Sean McDermott and Sean McVay are the fourth and fifth and Kyle Shanahan all in 2017 and Zach Taylor and Matt LaFleur and Kevin Stefanski. And then Mike McCarthy, 
Mike McCarthy feels like he got that Dallas job yesterday. It does. And he might feels like tomorrow he may be fired. So. And tomorrow he may <laughs> be fired. Uh, but yeah, the, the the coaching market, it is it is chopping off some of these legends for sure. And we'll see where maybe some of those legends land because you are not you are not just a coach and you're out and there's a vacancy. You're a coach and you're back in that pool. Pete Carroll clearly wants to coach. And Bill Belichick is not done coaching either. So, yes, you've got a cycle with a lot of guys and a lot of names, and then there's the whole Jim Harbaugh aspect. So it's going to be very interesting who gets left out of this game of musical chairs. Uh, Nate is in Silver Spring. Nate, what's up? What's up, Bart? Yeah, I'm out here in Silver Spring, Maryland. Thank you guys for always putting on a great show on this rainy East Coast evening. And I just want to talk about Jerry Krause, man. And, um, man, I think it's fantastic that he got booed, man. I think that's just awesome. I think it's funny. And, and you know, for all the the, the, the deep In front of his you know, wife? He did. In front of hey, the widow? Just, hey, Wink, I'm telling you, man, these wives will catch a stray for no reason. I'm telling you, down here in D.C., man, Dan <laughs> Snyder's wife, Tanya Snyder, used to, used to get it every time she came to the stadium, too, man. I get You got to be careful who you marry, I'm telling you, but... But no, I had no problem with it, you know, just because. And, and I know Michael and Scotty weren't there. They're beefing with their ex with ex wives stuff. It's just crazy, man. But um, but yeah, I just think Kraus did a lot of damage throughout that dynasty, you know, and a lot of it was documented in that last dance. So I think the whole thing was funny, and uh, you know, but I'm glad Stacey King stepped up, and, and you know, somebody had to be the adult, you know, because they were celebrating a great dynasty. But uh. But I also want to touch on what you said, Shep, man. I think you're on to something. I, I would have liked to see some of these coaches do a farewell, you know, last game sort of celebration. And I would have tuned in too, man. And, you know, but but Pete Carroll, I'm, I'm kind of over him, you know. I, I'm not going to miss him chewing that gum on the sideline. You know, he's a great <laughs> motivator. But, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not going to lose a wink of sleep if we don't see him again. Um, but, yeah, some of these coaches like Belichick, you know, I think, I would have liked to see some sort of, you know, farewell something like that last game where everybody can tune in. So I don't know what you guys think about that. But I can't wait to hear y'all break down these matchups, man. And I think these Dolphins can pull the upset. Ooh, yeah, that's going to be a tough one, oh, Nate. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the Nate. call. 855-212-4227. You just got to do a better job of being like me, Shep, and that's enjoying every moment in your life. Yeah, but – Cause don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? That sounds like a, a lyric to a song. Um, I but Bart, the thing yeah, is, yeah, counting crows. There you go. But the, <laughs> the 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 thing is, there's so much out there in terms of content that you got to keep track of in our job and our business. And but sometimes you can kind of put that aside if you know this is the last of something. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm again I'm. It's just it, it's you use the word anticlimactic twice in your monologue, and it does feel like that's what the finale was to the two greatest coaches of our lifetime. It doesn't seem right. I I, I don't I don't I feel like Nick Saban has so much more to give, you know, and I feel like Bill Belichick has so much more to give. I feel like unfortunately we're not going to get Nick Saban anymore. Look, I'm not saying he pulls a Joe Paterno, um, but Nick Saban should still be coaching somewhere, and. And at the very least, and by the way, this is another point. Bart, you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see Saban in the NFL. I know everything points to him having issues with the NIL and that, you know, um, obviously modification that they've made and how easy it is for guys to transfer. 
let's see unfinished business for Nick Saban. Let's see him rewrite his NFL reputation. A guy that was average at best at that level, let's see him do right at this level. Well, he did that, though. I mean, I just, like, he basically, Reese Davis interviewed him and basically hired him <laughs> yeah. on college game day. No, 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 no. But like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to see him talk on a microphone. He's, yeah. I'm, I don't want to, I, like, I don't want to say he's above that because obviously that's a, that's a very cherished role. It's very hollowed ground. But if you're Nick Saban, you need to still be on the sideline if you have the itch to coach. And I just feel like he got out of this because of the circumstances of the NIL, not because his love of coaching dissipated. Well, the good thing about some of these guys is we may see him again in different jobs. Yes, because. Uh, they may have lost a job, but they are not dead, unlike Jerry Krause, whose wife got booed. 855-212-4227. More from you guys talking coaches, talking NFL, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to The Bart Winkler Show, heard Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here. Marco coming up on the updates, 855-212-4227 as we wrap up another week here in 2024. Two down, 50 to go. Want to get to some calls, and uh, I could do one of two things here. I could just not get this guy at all and just keep him on hold for a long time, never talk to him, and not show any weakness that I have. Or I could challenge myself to become a better person because I don't know a lot about hockey. And Gino's in Edmonton. Gino, what's up, buddy? Bart, when is Diaz? Hey, Gino. How are you? Happy New Good. Year. Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah, how are you? Oh. Well, I just watched uh, a hockey game uh, where it was so cold the ice exploded and you had to put your beer in your chest in your jacket to, so it wouldn't freeze. So, yeah, <laughs> a real good time up here. How's everybody down there? <laughs> Oh, we're we're doing good. You just want to exchange pleasantries or what? Well, that and it's forty below, and the Oilers went ten straight. And I just wondered if you were a hockey fan of, oh, you know, I've been here for seventy years watching hockey, playing hockey, knowing hockey, and now I got the greatest player. I get to watch on a big TV screen over and over again on replay. I just didn't know if you guys were into hockey, Bart. I have tried many times. Uh, I can't quite get there. I didn't grow up with it. I do root for the Buffalo Sabres, even though they've been bad ever since I started rooting for them. But that doesn't mean, if I'm not a super fan, that doesn't mean we won't talk about it when the moment arrives and when people like you want to call in and celebrate your team's success. Well, Bart, I I love hockey, but if... You'd rather talk football, baseball, all that other stuff. I'd rather talk. I'd rather talk. Uh, uh, I'd rather talk about how. Uh, I'd rather talk about how you said it was forty below, and you you weren't exaggerating. Oh, it's it's 
terrible, man. Uh, <laughs> well, see, here's here, the polar bears didn't even show up tonight. <laughs> Gino, Gino, the first joke landed better, but Gino, in all seriousness, <laughs> yes. this is what Gino. This, this is what Bart. I don't mean to speak for you, but I think what yes. hurts Bart. Bart knows hockey. I think what hurts his love of the sport is that no disrespect, oh. Bart. You don't have a you don't have a team in Milwaukee. Yes, they do. Who? The, the old-timers. The, the admirals? The old-timers there. No. Oh, yeah, but... you go there, and then the YMCA, they got all those guys there. They no, I'm talking, I'm, talking, there. I'm talking National Hockey no, League. No, we have a we have an American oh. Hockey League team that oh, funnels into Nashville. Crazy. and uh, I used to yeah. spend some time at the same board I sit at now tonight, <laughs> operating the board to broadcast their games on the radio from the board opposition, cutting up highlights. But the problem with hockey for me is Shep's right. I didn't grow up with it. Um, and then the teams that I could have liked around here, being in Wisconsin, if you didn't know, if you didn't hear that a hundred times that I've tried to say it, is that who am I going to like? Am I going to like Chicago? Absolutely not. I'm not going to like all Wisconsin teams and then like the Blackhawks. What about Detroit? Well, yeah. No, I don't like any <laughs> Detroit teams either. So I'm going to, so who am I? And they're the teams that are on TV. And it's like, I don't like this. So. Well, Again, Buffalo, beautiful team there. When uh, well, Buffalo, Alford, we picked. We, me and my buddy, picked like a. We did this whole thing about don't pick the teams that we're rivals with. And uh, I'm sorry, but we said we can't pick a Canadian team because uh, you know USA. And then uh, we said don't pick any teams in the South, and we settled on Buffalo. So that's my team. Well, the cap, the cap salary is what's hurting everybody. So in hockey, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The teams can't have four solid lines because they just can't afford it. You know, well, I, have- I, I was watching some of that Winter Classic, but then college football oh, was on. Great. Oh, did you go and see that? That was great. I, I would love to join you. Maybe I'd watch some tonight, but <laughs> yeah. my TV's out, so. Yeah, well, here, too. I told you, everybody, get your ca- <laughs> rub noses tonight. It's cold. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think you're out of cold jokes, so we'll talk later. <laughs> okay. But, Gino, I appreciate the call. Hey, well, and, uh, McDavid. He's going to score yeah. probably another 30 more goals and sit another 50. They have about 180 points. And hopefully our goalies will be uh, – Super duper, and you'll see us in the finals. And if not, I'll call you back and, and we'll go snowmobiling. Gino, right? Gino, the Oilers are not making the finals, man. That's a deep West. They've won nine in a row, and they're in eighth place right now. They ain't making the finals. Okay, then if not, you, we're all going ice fishing. All right, deal. All right, we got one more in there. All right, all right, Gino. Thanks, 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 <laughs> thanks, Gino, for the uh, call. Um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend to like. No more than I do. But wait a minute. You don't you don't appreciate now listen, for most people, they don't follow hockey during the regular season. But you gotta admit, it is something special when it comes to the hockey playoffs. I'm I'm just gonna I'm not gonna I, I'm gonna take a call. Okay. I don't Wow. There's I nothing don't, like uh, playoff. Bar, there's nothing like playoff hockey. I I, I hear a lot of people say that I don't agree with it. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I'm not trying I think, to push. I think I think NBA playoffs are better. It's different. It's different. I think, it's I think different. the NFL, uh, NFL playoffs are better. It's di- it's it's different. There, there's something magnificent about playoff hockey. It's so I don't intense, like man. I don't like overtimes in playoff hockey. I find those anticlimactic. You don't like overtimes in playoff hockey? All of a sudden, it's just like 
Did they score? Oh, oh, I guess they did. Oh, game's over. So your heart doesn't jump a beat when you feel like it goes like it hits the crossbar or like it, it uh, deflects off a player or anything anything of that nature with a power play or that that does nothing for you. The only hockey game that my heart has ever skipped a beat on is right. when Bart was on a team against Lisa uh, oh. Simpson and <laughs> they degree they agreed to tie because they didn't want to beat each other. Oh, that's like a very hallmark kind of message for the Simpsons. Good for them. It was a good it was a good message. This was. Right after they were, uh, it's the Simpsons, not the Waltons kind of era. It was right after that. Uh, I thought that was a good message. Tony is in Texas. Tony. Bart, hey, just driving around with the Taco Bell, listening to your show. Uh, you got quite the producer there. You got a professional producer there. Cable Guy is a, is a top-notch movie, though, Bart. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it again. I just remember at the time there was a lot of people saying that the movie was underwhelming. Hey, I think he said Harmon Killebrew was a brewer. Did you say that, Chef? Uh, yeah, no. I, I, okay, I got that wrong, didn't I? Yes, yes. I, I fact-checked you. <laughs> I knew it. I knew Harmon it. Killebrew played for Minnesota. That's right. I'm an idiot. That's right. I knew it was a Midwest team. I'm sorry, man. I know he passed away young. Yeah, I know same he doesn't thing. Get Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, we're all the same. We're all the same. Hey, Nick Saban just just land you fly over when you go to coast to coast. <laughs> Nick right, Saban does not want to coach again, Chef. Where, where are you getting that from? The NIL that he signed so, a contract to coach to twenty twenty nine. He's not going. To, he's not going to coach in the NFL. No I mean, way in hell. He's under five hundred. Yeah. That's going to be on his coaching legacy. If I'm him now, and I'm as competitive as he is, I got to rectify that. I do have a little uh, inside source that's telling me because I'm down here in Dallas that if Big Mike loses this game, Belichick's the next coach. Oh, so we all assume that if uh, Big Mike loses, Mike McCarthy loses against the Packers, his former team. I think a lot of people, whether you're a fan, industry, um, somebody that was literally born 19 seconds ago, I think that you can say, yeah, Mike will probably get fired. But you've got boots on the ground telling you Belichick. I'm hearing a lot of a lot of noise about Belichick because Jerry's in his early 80s. There's not much. Now is that just from play. like fans or what? What do you got for me? No, people that know people, and mm. yeah. So Belichick's definitely on the radar. And Parcells, of course, coach for for Jerry. Parcells and Belichick are close, so it you know it kind of cross checks Bart. So this game in Dallas, so the temperatures are dropping, the ticket prices are dropping, Bart. I know it's a dome, but fans don't want to wait in line. They don't want to be in the cold. I'm starting to feel like Green Bay's got a good shot to win this game. I really do. What do you think? What's the temperature in Dallas? It's 36 in Dallas. That's beautiful. It's, it's dropping and dropping. Mm, it's going okay. to yeah. get down. To, it's going to get down to the 20s. People don't want to stand in line down here, Bart. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe not. Mm, so right. I look at Aaron Jones. The last three times he's played in Dallas, he's pretty much owned them. Jones is healthy. The O line's healthy. And yeah, Dallas. They put up a lot of points at home, but, you know, who is that against? Some of these teams are just not really good quarterbacks. If Green Bay can control the ball with love and just take advantage in the red zone, I think this game's going down to the wire. I really do. I think it's a pick em. I don't know why it's a six-and-a-half, seven-point spread. This game's going down to the wire. Well, Green Bay, I think, can definitely win this game. Ah, I just, I just I... Here's the deal. If it comes down to the kicker, Green Bay's going to lose. Well, yeah, because Dallas is the best kicker in the league, and the Packers have the worst. But well, here's some irony, though. Aaron Jones, he never gets a lot of carries. He's not a bell cow type of running back, but 
Um, you know, Mike McCarthy, like his first three, four years in the league, didn't even use him much. And now he's healthy and ready to go and could beat him. I think Jones is a key. If they get a healthy, healthy Jones running throughout that game, Green Bay can control that clock. And, and Dak has been known to have issues in the playoffs. This is going to be – I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I'm really excited about it. Well, give us your report. I know you're going to be there. Give us your report after, okay? All right. Boots in the ground, Bart. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, go Pack O. See ya. That's Tony in Texas, 855-212-4227. The uh, Aaron Jones, like, the way he's been used has been crazy. And anyone who's ever had him on a fantasy team knows this. Uh, Aaron Jones, like, Mike McCarthy did this with him, and Matt LaFleur is doing the same thing, where they always are using him in a way that it's like we're saving him. Aaron Jones' career will be prolonged on accident because he's had two coaches who have always almost saved him for, like, the next team he's going to be on. Somehow, he continues to be a Green Bay Packer, and he'll need to be more of a bell cow this weekend as A.J. Dillon doesn't look like he's going to be able to go. But there's been so many times, whether it's Lafleur or back to McCarthy, where you can watch their press conferences afterwards, and they will say the line of, we need to get Aaron Jones more touches. We need to get Aaron Jones more involved in the game. We got to get the ball more Aaron Jones. It's like, you're the coach. You called the plays. But it's been like that his whole career. It's been really odd. 855-212-4227. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's Bart Winkler. Miami Dolphins could have played in Miami this weekend, but they had to blow a lead and now are heading to Kansas City in what's going to be a very cold day. Uh, Our Edmonton caller can have all the jokes about the freezing cold. It will be brutal. No thoughts of moving the game. They're going to play it in the weather. We do this all the time, and it's the battle of move the game, playing the conditions. Um, it's just that this weekend's conditions are a little extra. Like snow, cold, yes. You know, snow, oh, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's going to be like unsafe to be there. There's been opportunities that I've had to go to cold games. I don't, like, it depends what you think a cold game is. Some people don't like going to games if it's 50 degrees. Uh, the guy, Tony, Tony, Texas just called, said Dallas fans are like, oh, it's going to be 40 and we're going to be inside, but we just don't want to be standing outside. So maybe there's some of that. I'll go to a game in the twenties, uh, thirties, maybe high teens. There is something about being at a football game, that crisp winter air. There is something about it, but anything like single digits and under, at least that's where I'm at. And I don't know that like. Give me the ticket. I'm not probably going. Maybe you could pay me. Like, would you willingly go, Shep, to this Cowboy or this Chiefs-Dolphins game? If I mean, if you were a fan of the Chiefs, wouldn't you just stay home? If I had an opportunity to go to a game, I don't care what the weather is, I'm going. Any, you don't care if it's played on the sun and sunspots are popping out of Section 232? No, it's called sunscreen. 
Well, I meant like solar flares that engulf you is what I meant. Well, then um, it's called the shades in a hat. <laughs> it's called it's called you disintegrate. Well, um, that's true. So you would go. You, there's not there's nothing that would stop you. No, no. I'm wow. I, you know I'm also you know I also like this is playoff football. This is you don't get many of these games. So true. I've also um, and you're not that much younger than me, so maybe you'll get there. But maybe maybe I've just accelerated to it. I have. I have turned uh, snobby in my sports seating uh, requirements. I have turned snobby. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm surprised. I don't want to sit in bad seats. Yeah, I don't want to sit in bad seats anymore. You're pretty, you're, you're pretty, you're, you're, you're pretty low maintenance, man. Like you, you're not a very, you're not any, you're not a diva. So I'm surprised to hear that. I am low maintenance. When I walk into grocery stores, they have somebody follow me because they think I'm just going to pick off food from the. Deli tray. Why well, didn't say you're classless? Well, I mean the, I the way that I like the the way that I dress in public. For me to have that statement, for me to have any statement where I'm snobby about anything, right? You would look at me and be like, "That guy seems like he's just happy to be alive today." Hey, listen, have uh, you seen Adam Sandler dress lately? Uh, that's. I mean, he is an upgrade from what I do. No, no, no way. Mm-hmm. No way. At least we're in the same category. All right, that I'll give you. Yeah, we. I do not. I've probably worn. I've probably worn uh, last four years. I've worn sweats every day for the last four years, except three days I did in jeans, and one day on TV I did wear a suit. Jeez. Well, you wore a suit on the top. I'm guessing you wore sweats on the bottom. No, I actually had to wear. Oh. The dress pants. Oh, it was a full body shot. It wasn't, but uh, none of the other pants were fitting me at the time. I wasn't gonna wear sweatpants to a TV studio, yeah. so I was gonna wear jeans. But the jeans I have don't fit no more. <laughs> don't fit anymore. I'm I'm trying to be grammatical, you know, whatever. I'm Grammatically to say correct. Words. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm trying to I'm trying to say words right. 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 Yeah. So, uh, but no, too cold. Too cold. Too cold for me. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Let's get to Jake. Jake, what's it like in Alaska today? It's a balmy 30 degrees, my friend. Oh, not 30. Bad. No, there's nothing bad about that. <laughs> now, so I was I was just kind of curious to get your take. Uh, so rumor has it that Jimmy Sexton uh, represents Kalen DeVore, Norvell, and Sarkeesian. And it seems like he just played everybody like a fiddle through this whole thing to get his boys, all his boys raises, and then one of his guys, to, to Bam and I, I preface this, I'm an I'm a Washington fan first and foremost, uh, Alabama fan second, and after all this, I mean definitely sour sour taste in my mouth. I'm probably done with Bama for a while, but it, it, if true, seems pretty uh, impressive, and I certainly have to tip my cap to that guy for working the system like that. Um, I guess he represents Saban too and Lane Kiffin. Yeah. So I think he's just behind the scenes. I mean, this is some pretty wild stuff when you think about it. Because all those guys I mean Lanning, Norvell, I'm pretty sure they got raises or extensions out of this. Norvell got a huge raise today. Yeah. And then meanwhile, DeVore, I mean, I'm really happy for what happened this year, but very bitty, bitter. <laughs> in the new year, uh, considering everything, 
especially that the cupboards are now bare. Like he, you know, he came in there with some other coaches, recruits, particularly Chris Peterson. He, you know, he pulled a good transfer with Michael Penix, I mean, generational talent. Uh, but as soon as that's all gone, he's out. I, I, it's hard for me to cheer for that guy at all, Bam, at this point. I am kind of surprised that I am kind of surprised that he left. To be honest, I mean, I get like historically Alabama is more Alabama than you know what I'm trying to say than Washington, but yeah. they're going into one of the bigger conferences now. Um, they're going into the Big Ten. The schedule next year is they got Michigan. That's at home. Washington goes to Penn State. They play Oregon. I mean, they, yeah, otherwise you got all. I mean, you got. You got a nice introduction to the Big Ten. You got Northwestern at Rutgers, Iowa, Indiana. Very winnable games here. And I think yeah, that you, I mean, can, was... you can make a playoff run at Washington. But, you know, sometimes these jobs do. They, I mean, this is the whole grass is greener thing where Dan Lanning said it's not. And Kalen DeBoer just thought this was an opportunity he couldn't pass up. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I got to give a lot of respect to Lanning. I mean, I think he's got that thing queued up and manipulated this whole situation the best he could because, frankly, he's building something massive there. And, you know, using this whole rumors of him going to Alabama to show to his recruits and whomever that he's going to stay, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the national championship in the next couple of years. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting how Alabama looks. Uh, Jake, thanks for the call. 855-212-4227. If they can keep this machine moving, when they've had success, they have had a coach. They have had Bear Bryant. They have had Nick Saban. Uh, The first half of my life, Alabama football meant very little. It did not mean a lot to me. There was a title in the early 90s, uh, maybe when I was seven or eight. Uh, you know, just watching Alabama through middle school, through high school, through college, they weren't they weren't what they are certainly now, and that was boosted by Nick Saban. If Nick Saban's not there the last decade and a half, what are they? You know, where do they rank? And so Kalen DeBoer is going to come in, and Alabama was not going to. They did not wait. And the further that the more people that got hired elsewhere, then it starts to make the Alabama look job or job look bad. What? It starts to make the Alabama job look bad and so they wanted to do that as quick as possible 855-212-4227 much more to get into tonight cbs sports radio Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 